0: Welcome back, welcome in. This is LOTL and this is episode 107. And on tonight's episode, we're talking about the band Linkin Park. That's our top five of the week, our favorite Linkin Park songs. And uh, the boys get into um, why they like Linkin Park, how they influenced um, them growing up, and uh, all of our favorite moments, favorite albums. And uh, we also touch on the uh, tragic uh, loss of Chester Bennington from a few years ago, the lead singer. After that, uh, Ryan and Dan get into the Browns schedule game a little bit. Uh, we actually don't pick games, but we talk about the schedule. Uh, so we get into what we like, what we don't like, uh, primetime games, uh, break down the schedule as far as you know, home games, away games, when they are, all that good stuff. Uh, after that, uh, we get into talking about uh, some COVID-19 updates and uh jordan gives us some updates with some newsy information coming out uh today and earlier this week about ohio starting to open up and uh we get into uh that stuff as well so uh we also as i said before welcome back uh ryan donathan to the show uh as jimmy is out this week so uh we get into uh some topics with him so but before all that let's start the episode with the beer of the week let's do it Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland Podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. All right, beer of the week. Here we go. Another week in this. Uh, Lockdown, stay-at-home, virtual LOTL studio. Uh, we've got Ryan Donathan here subbing in for Jimmy. Jimmy is down in Florida uh, doing Lord knows what. I don't know, but uh, he could not make it tonight for whatever reason. So uh, Ryan's here. What's up, Ryan?
1: How we doing, guys? Thanks for having me back.
0: Good, good. What up, uh, dude? Like you said, Beer of the week time, so let's go around the room. We each have our own beers, and uh, let's see what we got. So, Ryan, you want to start? You're our guest.
1: I would love to. So, I actually have two with me tonight because Great. I've got a bunch of odds and ends. Uh, I have uh, from Funkinship, What I just created, Saint Elsewhere. So, Funkinship is like oh, the sour yeah. um, uh, arm or branch of platform, and I am obsessed with all things sour beer. So. Uh, Got a pretty cool can for those of you who are not looking at it. It's uh, a manatee in a little uh, space suit Aww. holding a glass of beer, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it's uh, an oak-aged rustic cider, so it's like a tart cider aged on oak barrels. And just smelling it, it like oh, it, yeah. It's very like wine reminiscent. Um, this is my first time having it, so I'm excited.
2: Well, what do you think, wow. dude? That's that is yeah.
1: that it tastes like wine. That's crazy. I like it a lot, though. Not as tart mm-hmm. as I was uh, expecting. It's a uh, 16-ounce can, not 9.2% alcohol. So uh, I did not realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs>
0: and that's a tall <laughs> but, boy, uh, too. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, it is a tall boy. It's going to be a good time. And then I've got, um, for if I'm feeling adventurous after this, I've got a little bit of Masthead uh, Tire Swing Hazy Pale Ale. Uh, wow, that's got... one of my favorite beers at the moment. So he's got... rocking some tall boys and uh, heavy hitters
2: it's a tall boy thursday Dude, absolutely that's ryan i think you have the inaugural funk and chip beer being highlighted on the podcast we've never had a beer from them before um, it is have you ever been to their location yes i've been i've been there dan you've been there too
0: yep um, we went the uh, opening weekend
2: yeah yeah oh it's awesome i i don't i've
1: only been in there the one time this has obviously been a, a while ago now with all the you know covid rules but um, it's, it's a fun space. The beer, I have found, just by virtue of what the style is, a little bit pricier. Uh, but if you go during happy hour, it's way more reasonable and manageable. So it's a good time. I love it out there. If you haven't been yet, I would recommend checking them out whenever we're allowed to.
2: Yeah, it, it's probably one of the cooler, more unique uh, spaces at a, at a, in a Cleveland brewery that I've been to. For sure. I mean, it is something else once you walk through those doors. It is such a—they decorate it it's so cool. They really nailed it. Well, good stuff, mm-hmm. man. Do You recommend? I mean, I mean, sounds like you recommend them. Sounds like it's a pretty good, good. Absolutely,
1: beer. yeah. It's yeah. if you don't care for like oakier, like wine. It, like mm-hmm. I said, this really to me this feels more like a wine than it does a beer. So, yeah, I would say proceed with caution. Everything at ship If you're really not familiar with sours and aged. Uh, you know, fermented beers uh, of this manner, I would say <laughs> tread lightly, but I, f- if you are into that kind of thing, hundred uh, percent recommend this St. Elsewhere is a, uh, it's a win in my book.
2: Wouldn't you describe Brian that some of these barrel age beers, it's almost like wine is a good comparison. It really is like a different experience. It, it almost isn't yeah. beer. <laughs> I'm not. So a good friend of mine,
1: uh, Shayla is obsessed with all things wine and I've learned a little bit. From, I, I know enough to sort of sound like I know what I'm talking about half the time. Like I know words like tannins and things like that, but I don't actually know what that means or what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah there definitely is some extra character and quality that's imparted on the beer um, uh, through that aging process. And uh, I'm, sure. I'm just excited that Funkinship is a thing up here. One of my favorite breweries is down in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. It's Wicked Weed. If you're not familiar and they have, yeah. um, I've heard of them. A, uh, they have a, a, the same idea, though. They have a separate facility for sour and aged uh, ales um, called the Funkatorium. And uh, that when I went down there, that was my first experience with this thing. And that was, I was a kid in a candy shop. And so when Cleveland uh, uh, got their own version, uh, I was over the moon. So it's awesome. That's so stuff. cool, man. Oh. <coughs> yeah, awesome. thank you. What are you guys drinking? go and ahead jordan go next. oh i'll
0: go next. Oh, i'll go if you want me oh yeah i'll go actually you i'll go. go yeah uh i've been making faces because i've already uh, taken a swig of this uh <laughs> we're feeling groovy man Groo- groovy <laughs> bro <laughs> totally tubular uh i got the newest hazy ipa from fatheads it's called groovy juice man <laughs> groovy juice from fat heads uh it is spectacular uh the fine folks at Fatheads knocked it out of the park again it says uh chill out man have a beer <laughs> i love it uh spectacular it says it's hazy you dig <laughs> uh very very good really good um it's got a little more bite than a normal hazy ipa um, would have I'm trying to think of my favorite hazy IPAs right now hmm um what a are little some,
1: bit bitier than uh, like haze jude
0: yeah haze jude you yeah. try, I remember you haze liked jude it. really good yeah, yeah. Oh, um, this I is, love that this one. this has a little more bite than haze jude actually
2: okay so it's a, but did I love you it. have to, nice go, to go
1: uh, uh it almost yeah. has like. Did you a, have to go to the brewery for that?
0: Yeah, so I went. Uh, I went. I don't know if this is just a small batch or if they plan on keeping this like in their normal lineup. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I went to the brewery. Actually, got dinner there as well. So. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, very good. Very very good. Um, twelve ninety nine for a six pack, which is a little pricey, but. It's not as expensive as uh Hop Juju which is f- like 14 bucks for 4 of them because they only sell Hop Juju in four oh, wow. packs. Uh this is 7.1% 65 IBUs. I don't know what that means, but I know 7.1% is a pretty good number, so yeah. Uh definitely recommend it if you're looking to pick up some beer this weekend uh and you live in the Middleburg Heights area, stop out at their uh Uh, their beer hall and pick up some groovy juice. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to try it. I remember seeing them advertise that, and you mentioned you were getting it, so that's really cool. Good stuff. What do you got, Jordan? Yeah, so I got what is now it looks like it's an annual uh an annual beer now at Great Lakes Brewing Company called Mexican Lager. Ooh, it's a Mexican style lager with lime. Uh, and aye, aye, aye. yes, it's got a really <laughs> cool can. The cans aren't available yet, though. I had I got a crawler of it. Nice. So, um, it is. I'll just I'll read the description. Find a sunny spot and lounge a while with this golden Mexican style lager, brewed with real lime peel and puree and flaked corn for a crisp and refreshing getaway. Um, it. Will be available in six and 12 packs, um, cans. It pairs well with tacos, fruit desserts, and beach chairs, they say. Um, and I love it. I remember it, or they had something similar last year. I don't remember if this is the exact same Mexican lager they did last year, but it was very good last year. This batch is phenomenal. It's very crisp. It's very refreshing. <laughs> it's one of those beers you could have like a ton of on a summer day um normally i add limes to lagers or me- even mexican lagers i don't i wouldn't need to do that you can really taste the lime zest in this um so that's just me but i mean i don't know if you're really into the lime flip you could add a, another lime but it's great it's tasty it's refreshing i could just imagine grilling some burgers or grilling some uh, carnitas or, or i mean a uh, uh carne asada or something like that and it would be it would be delicious so yeah no, no this is this is great good good work great lakes um really enjoying that i'll be buying as much as i can as long as it's available so sounds awesome mm-hmm. i'm happy with it. uh
0: how would like how would you compare it to some of the uh i, I can't say domestic because it's a mexican lager but like like the coronas the Modelos, the so who. It's you know, like
2: probably, that. that's a good question. It's not a Corona. Corona's so light and interesting. I would probably, mm, I would probably put it close to a Modelo, but okay. I always, always, almost always put a lime, squeeze a lime and drop a little lime in my Modelo. So I feel like Modelo has a little more body to it um the especial of course i'm not talking about modelo negro but uh right. i would say maybe just a, a modelo especial um yeah that'd be what i would compare it to maybe even a dos Equis, but it's pretty unique it's got its own little twist gotcha okay yeah yeah, yeah 5, i asked 5. that um... 5.4 percent too which isn't which is a little more than usual i would expect for a beer like this
0: yeah Yeah, I asked that because, actually, I have an honorable mention beer of the week. Um, Obviously, this week was Cinco de Mayo, which is the reason why Jordan got his beer, what he did. Um, Exactly. And I went to Terrestrial because I wanted to get some La Plaza, and the the actual La Plaza supermarket location was ridiculously busy, so I just went to Terrestrial. (laughs) And I got their uh, Sun Eyes uh, Mexican lager, and it basically tastes like a Modelo.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I had that one too, and I would agree. And I, I yeah. just side note: if anyone hasn't figured, it, Modelo's my favorite Mexican beer, so I'm biased. But I thought that beer was very good. Okay. I also got a crawler of that too.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very, very good. Um, yeah. So those are our beers of the week. So definitely check those out. Uh, whoop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stop playing. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. That's, that's a little that's a little foreshadowing a little tease for later in the episode if if my, mic, if my mic picked that up on the recording which I don't know uh, yeah I, reason why that actually played was uh, I forgot to write I I had my top five um, in my head earlier today and then I opened up the our script and I realized that I didn't write it down and I totally forgot the order yeah. of everything
2: I yeah, I did the same thing.
0: So I just had to I just had to go back in and do it and I actually <laughs> hit play. So um yeah, so those are our beers of the week. If you guys are uh you know, the uh state restrictions and orders and all that are starting to relax a little bit. So if you guys find yourself uh out and about, you know, either you know, at home outside or um, you know, at the grocery store or you know, at one of these breweries, pick up one of these beers and, uh, have it this weekend. So, yeah, definitely. All right. So, um, yeah, let's get into it real quick. Uh, first thing I want to do since we, you know, we already introduced Ryan and he told us about his beer of the week Uh, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, we had an episode, um, with, uh, Johnny Hopkins, Jimmy's, uh, good, good buddy. Uh, And we talked about The Office. And Ryan uh, is uh, going through The Office from start to finish for the first time. He's seen a few episodes here or there, as he said, but uh, he's taking the dive and watching it through for the first time. So I wanted to kind of get an update from you and see, first of all, where are you in the show? And, um, you know, how's how's it going watching the show? Has it changed your... Has it changed your perception on the show? Um, what do you like about it since now you're like fully into it, like watching it? Um, what still kind of gets you as far as, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I really like this. Um, just, just give us an update.
1: Yeah, so when I, when I first got into it, it was, it was just way too awkward, and I, I had a hard time with just even the idea of sitting through an episode. Uh, right now, uh, Jen and I have been watching it. We are in the middle, I think we're somewhere in the middle of season four. I forget exactly what episode, but we're about halfway or so through season four. Season four has been probably my favorite epi- or my favorite season so far. Yep. I guess I can make an argument for season three. Uh, season one, uh, it's only like, I know it's only like six episodes or whatever, but I, I could completely do without anything from season one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And probably most of season two so i have definitely warmed to the show i would say i'm somewhere around like 60 40 60 being that i like it 40 it's still too cringy uh jen is always laughing at me because there will be uh numerous times where i just have to get up and like walk out of the room because i'm getting so awkward like I, I don't know if anybody else experiences this but i get contact awkward when i see cringy things happening like i don't know if it's just that i I put myself in that situation or I just forget that it's a television (laughs) show, but I just get so awkward that I'm like, nope, I can't be here. And I'll just like start talking to the dog and walk out of the room or say, I'm going to the bathroom. Keep the episode running. Like, it's just like, there are some times where it's just too much. And it's usually Michael. Um, Like, I don't, I like Dwight is ridiculous. But he doesn't actually bug me as much. The cringe that I get is almost always attributed to Michael. And then in season like late three, early four, Jan by extension. Oh, um, it's yeah. Boy, did she flip a switch. Holy smokes. I did not see that coming. Um, So, yeah, you know, I still enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I feel a great sense of relief. Um, with uh, the developments between Pam and Jim finally getting their acts together and growing up, um, I don't know what else. I uh, I love Creed so far. Creed is probably like my front runner for favorite background character. <laughs> yeah. Um, Creed, just yeah. because he is so insane and it just yeah. cracks me up. Um, what was that one se- that one episode where uh they were they were making a bunch of bets all over the office and they gave him a potato. <laughs> to eat instead of an apple, like stuff like that. Just I don't know why it's just so it's so dumb, but it cracks me up. So yeah, yeah. I guess all things considered, I am definitely warming to the show. I like it more than I dislike it, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And uh, I, I think that this current season's probably been my favorite so far. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, it's been and I, so it's been good.
2: I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear you coming around to it. I it's so weird to me <laughs> though because I love cringe. Like now I don't even I don't even like just cringe comedy I just like cringe like I love watching uh, awkward videos of politicians or something like I just I don't know why like I hate it in real life when it happens in real life I hate it but, but when yeah. I see it, it on TV or like in a video clip I just love it so it's so weird to me and I all this is I feel like you and me just have opposite reactions to the office because i love scenes with michael dwight annoys me the most in most of the seasons until the end i like him a lot more and creed i can't stand creed i mean i like creed i don't want to say i don't like creed he's like his his scenes i'm just like ugh, what like it's yeah. funny though i, I mean I, he's I'm, i mean he's, he's a jerk he's,
1: he's he's clearly a terrible person and like not a good person to work with yeah. I don't know what it is. Like his little bits are just so. Oh, they're
2: funny. Like they're definitely funny.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I just I I, I get a kick out of him like more than some of the other folks.
2: You know, I um, feel every. I feel like every time yeah. I I rewatch the season, I like Creed a little bit more. So I think I'm coming around. Yeah, there you to go. Like, I'm coming around, coming to, around to the, the idea game. of Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm a little bit uh, behind. So yeah, I would say I'm a little behind Jen. Like Jen really, I would say very thoroughly enjoys the show at this point. And I would just say, I'm, I'm like a half step behind her. So we're, we're definitely getting there. I'm glad that you guys talked me into giving it an honest shot because I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. But the whole cringe thing, it's like, it's the same, it's the same reason why I don't like watching horror movies. Like, there's enough stressful stuff in life as it is. I don't need more in my yeah, spare time in my yeah. entertainment. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather watch some like fluffy nonsense or something like, like that. I I don't know. Some, something that I find a little bit funnier or something that's just like kind of mindless and easy to watch rather than something that's going to just stress me out. Like we got enough of that going on in life as it is.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I agree sure. with you on horror movies for sure. There's, there's no doubt.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> hard pass. I can't watch most of those. Those are too much
0: all right awesome well thanks for the update uh hope it continues to get better it should get it should continue to get better and i i agree with you on the whole like uh like i always tell people when they start the show don't even watch season two to start just start or don't even watch season one to start just start Uh with season two and then if you want to go back just for like you know background for those episodes like once you get into the show go back and watch season one but if you're an office novice And somebody like you who hates cringe stuff, don't watch season one first because you might not get out of season one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've, I've tried before in the past and I, and I haven't. And if it wasn't for you telling me that exact same thing, uh, you know, not that long ago, I would have just been like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. So again, thanks. Thanks for getting me in, uh, getting me into gear.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into, uh, some of our main topics. um, a little bit more of a normal type episode like last week rather than our uh, single topic uh, shows that we've been doing during this um, COVID-19 time, virtual time. So um, let's get right into it. Let's, let's talk about our poll of the week, or not poll of the week, our top five. And uh, yeah. uh, Jordan and I, and then as we learned last night, uh, Ryan too, um, we, we wanted to do, you know, we've done movie uh, movie talk, we've done TV show talk kind of wanted to do a little bit of a music talk, and uh, we wanted to focus on one band, and this is one band that we grew up on that we kind of feel like a lot of people, pretty much it's, it's a band that crosses genres, and it's a band that pretty much everybody knows whether everybody likes them or not, you know, is a different story, because everybody has their own taste, but we're going to spend a little bit of time here talking about uh, Linkin Park, uh, yeah. so, uh definitely one of our favorite bands, um, at least for us three. And oh, a yeah. band that we grew up on in our formative years. So um, you know, let's just talk about it. So um our top five this week is our top five Linkin Park songs uh ever. So I mean their whole discography. Um right. obviously they're they're not really coming out with new music anymore just because of you know what happened with uh Chester, you know, R.I.P. and everything like that. But yeah. Um, uh yeah. I didn't I didn't mean to go there, but <laughs> whatever.
2: Uh, it's we have I mean it's unavailable. Yeah,
0: we'll have to. So.
2: Yeah, Let, it's for the band's history. Right. Um, let's go
0: around the room and talk about our favorite uh, LP song. So, whoever wants to start. Um, yeah, go ahead, Ryan, since you're our guest, if you want to start, feel free.
1: Sure. So, yeah, I don't know if either of you felt this way, but I had a nightmare of a time trying to narrow uh, this down. Yes. Oh, um, absolutely. I'm I'm going to I always I give people grief when they do this, but I don't care. I'm going to be a hypocrite and do it myself. I, I, I got it down to six. So my honorable mention uh, was <laughs> Heavy, feature, which is one of yes. the newer songs uh, featuring Kiara. I yeah. feel like a lot of folks gave, this, gave the band a ton of flack for this. Um, something that Linkin Park has not been afraid to do is change their sound over the years and try new things um and this was a little bit different and it didn't work for some folks and that's okay you know you're allowed to have your opinion but for me i really enjoyed this and so that's probably one of my favorite songs of theirs from some of their more recent work uh number five i went with numb from meteora and then uh what did i got oh waiting for the end but on the thousand suns album yep and then in the end on hybrid theory and then the a tie for you know one two or one A and one B, both off of minutes to midnight, given up and bleed it out. Mm. Those songs exactly. like I cannot, yeah, I cannot create a running or workout playlist uh, ever without those last two songs. Given up and bleed it out will forever and always be on anything that I need to listen to to get pumped up. Uh, I would listen to that before sporting events that I was either participating in or going to or about to go for a run or anything like that. I'll just I'll, – all the time, forever and always. Um, and so I cheated. I went with six, but those are my <laughs> six.
0: Yeah, we a lot of times we, we can't limit ourselves to five, <laughs> so we go with honorable mentions all the time. So. Uh, Jordan, if you want to go next, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I will. Uh, well, well, since you threw an honorable mention, I'm going to have to do the same. Uh, <laughs> uh in the end is the one for me um it's one of the first songs i heard by them but it didn't make my top five
0: i mean it's got it's it's got to be probably their biggest song
2: yeah and it's i don't ever want to say a lincoln park song i got tired of but that would be the closest it was just played so often on the radio which is a good thing because i like the song but um of their popular songs it was did be on the lower scale just because, like I said, it just kind of became almost like a, a a cliche on the radios. But amazing song, crazy music video, especially for the time. So that's that's my honorable mention. Uh, number five is Paper Cut. Oh man, the energy in Paper Cut is you could like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like you can see the energy when you're listening to it. It's crazy. Uh, what a crazy song. What a crazy music video. Paper Cut is number five for me uh number four is crawling it's got such a classic lincoln park sound with uh with the soaring uh, um melodies and then like the electronic the slow moody electronic noises and stuff it's so good what what a banger uh number three would be somewhere i belong i don't know what it is about this song i don't know if it's if you know about Chester's background and the stuff he had to go through as a child. It's a it's a really dark and really touching song in some ways. Um, and I don't know, it's it's raw, and, but it's like a beautiful song. It just has a pretty it's got just a beautiful melody and and it's just really well made. Uh, number two would be Don't Stay. I believe this is the after the forward, I believe this is the first song on Meteora. And wow, this one, you know, Ryan, you were talking about working out. And so I like this is a song I run to, or if I'm like shooting hoops or something. Like, oh man, this song gets me going. This is this is an amazing song. It's so intense and I love it. Um, number one for me would be numb. Uh kind of a cliche to say that, but numb is basically the song that got me into lincoln park and um and i'll yeah i'll talk about this more a little bit later but yeah i'll never forget when i first heard numb for the first time and there's something about that opening like do 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 like that oh it just chills down my spine but yeah so numb would be number one for me
0: Alright, cool. Um, so I'm going to adhere to the rules and I'm not going to have an honorable mention. So I'm uh, just going to go with five. Uh, you jackals. Um, number five for me, What I've Done. Mm. Um, a lot. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, some people say that they don't like this version of Linkin Park because they feel like they kind of sold out when they started doing the Transformers songs. I just think they're good songs. So I don't yeah, really care. It's a great song. <laughs> uh, number four for me. I totally me, agree. Another Transformer song, New Divide. Uh, yeah, another uh-huh. great song that I love. Um, number three, A Place for My Head. I oh, yeah. yeah, freaking love this song. So this is off of uh, Hybrid Theory. And this album came out, uh, I think, when I was a sophomore in high school. And I think I listened to this song every single morning on my CD player. Because we <laughs> had CD players back then. Right. Every single morning uh, on the bus ride to school. Um, Number two, Somewhere I Belong. Uh, Same reasons that Jordan said. Uh, Amazing song. Just incredible. The meaning behind it. um, The emotion of the song. So good. And then number one for me is Paper Cut. This is the first song on that first Hybrid Theory album. And it was, like Jordan said, with Numb. Papercut's the song that got me into uh, Lincoln Park because, you know, when I got the Hybrid Theory album, I didn't really know, like, it, it, you know, that that wasn't a time when musicians would, like, come out with a single first, like, a month before mm-hmm. the album came out, um, so they just kind of came out <coughs> with the album, so I just put it in my CD player, hit play, and Papercut was the first song, and it hooked me immediately, so...
2: Yeah. And and Dan, I like that you mentioned that because, you know, I'm sure us three are all familiar with when when we used to listen to albums straight through. Yeah. You know, like now with shuffling and well, you could always shuffle, I guess, but in the CD era. But with Spotify and iTunes and mm-hmm. all that, it's so easy to pick and choose what song your favorite songs make your own playlist, mm-hmm. which is fine. But there's something there's something, a whole different experience listening to an album straight through. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned that because yeah, I can't think of Meteora without thinking of, uh, without thinking of that because you just know, like if you know the order of how the songs go. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's so true.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, we all had a good amount of different songs, which, uh, I think attributes to, uh, the band's, uh, you know their success and their discography and just how many hits that they have. Oh so, yeah, uh, yeah, it's really cool. But uh, yeah, just to kind of transition um, into some other talk about uh, Lincoln Park. You know, we kind of touched on it just then. Um, you know what are what are your guys' thoughts about um, you know how the band started and like you know they came out and bam, Hybrid Theory, and then Meteora, the second album. You know I, I, I think those are two albums where there's not a skippable song on either of those albums. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like yep yeah. you just like like if you were to just start from the beginning, put on hybrid theory and just hit play on Papercut, like an hour and a half would go by, and you'd be like, "What just happened?" And you have just listened to like right. those two entire albums without even like, well, now we'll be listening to it on our phones, but you know, an hour and a half without like touching our phone it's it's just
2: crazy just how many good songs were on those first two albums. Right, and and every every band has their sound. Like you can tell they're all Linkin Park so- songs. Oh yeah. But very few of them sound alike. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, they're Linkin Park songs. So yeah, they have the same style for the most part. But there really isn't like there just isn't throwaway songs there isn't filler songs and even if there is filler songs like maybe the band viewed some songs as filler it didn't come out that way (laughs)
0: right right
2: Which, which is crazy to think at the time their music was so dynamic and so unique like uh we had just come from the grunge era you know and 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 whatnot and then you had the closest thing would be bands like Korn um Limp Biscuit that were putting out albums that kind of had a similar sound but there's something about the way Linkin Park did it that was so unique like Corn was uh, at times messy sounding which was the point I suppose and Limp Biscuit was just goofy uh <laughs> I like them but but they're goofy Linkin Park was like so serious like I just think sci-fi when I hear Linkin Park I think sci-fi I think like dystopian worlds like there's just so many cool feelings that are invoked with Linkin Park uh-huh. and like personally my favorite albums uh my favorite albums Meteora uh Hybrid Theory would be a close second and then Minutes to Midnight after that after that they got a little different right and, and I right. it wasn't my style I, but it was right. still good music it just wasn't my style cuz I really like the heavier the the metal stuff that they were dabbling mm-hmm. with in the first three albums, um, so maybe if we, uh, you know, I'm curious too. Like Ryan and Dan, like what were your favorite album? What was, what was your favorite album by Lincoln Park? Go ahead, Ryan. For me, sure. I
1: for me, it's actually you know, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, I think were are probably two of them more you know well known and maybe more universally loved. But my favorites are actually Minutes to Midnight and A Thousand Suns. Hmm. I okay. love, like, A Thousand Sons hmm. was definitely a, a different direction for them. And I, I still remember, you know, back in college when that came out, which is just also a little crazy to think about that that was that long ago. Um, but just listening to that album and thinking, like, this is, you know, at that point in time, you know, probably my favorite band. or to this day, they're still probably a top three favorite band of mine. Oh, but, same thing it was it was a radical departure from what we had previously heard and i know a lot of times you know bands get get a lot of crap for that for selling out or 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 abandoning you know what got them there and blah 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 but i, I appreciate artists that are willing to say hey this is the direction we want to go because it makes us happy and it's what we want to do and for me it worked i love that album so mm-hmm. minutes to midnight um, is another example for me of like, there's not a single skip in that entire album. I'll put that thing on. I can rock all the way through it and, and, and just absolutely have a blast. And, and, yeah. and honestly, I would probably say the same thing for a thousand sons.
2: I, uh, I definitely agree on minutes of midnight. I need to listen to a thousand sons a little more and some of their newer stuff. Yeah. It's weird, but I love it. Yeah. Dan, what was uh, your favorite album?
0: uh my favorite album is definitely hybrid theory i like meteor too but for nostalgia purposes it's hybrid theory um that's the album uh, it's their first album but you know that's the album that got me into them yeah um i do like uh minutes to midnight thousand suns as well um but to me those you know everybody's different to me those two albums weren't albums where i could just like hit play and just listen to it Hybrid Theory, like right now, that album's been out since probably like two thousand two ish. So it's it was, going on like
2: it's going at eighteen years. What, and was, wasn't it ninety nine? I thought it was ninety nine. Oh, was it? I think it's. I think uh, it two thousand. Oh, okay, two thousand.
0: Okay, so two thousand, even even early, yeah, um, yeah. But I could throw that album on right now, like I said, with Paper Cut, and just like you know, it just takes me back. Like I said, to like uh morning uh bus rides into school like you know i
2: don't know that's that's what i think of and i just think of being a kid an angsty kid that that's (laughs) interesting you bring that up dan because i think there's a reason why so many of us especially those who are, are our age that hit a certain chord no pun intended within us when when we heard this music right so mm-hmm. I grew up, as many people know who know me, like it was. I was in a very strict conservative household. I mean, conservative as in lifestyle, not I'm not necessarily talking about politics. I'm just talking about like, you know, very conservative, uh, strict household. Uh, and this is not to talk trash about my upbringing or my family necessarily, but it's just a fact. And, you know, there's times where I was very frustrated and I didn't like it. And I didn't, you know, I still don't, didn't, don't like it. But... Music was one thing that got me through times of frustration and just kind of like I'm not comparing my struggles with <laughs> Chester's struggles because it kind of cracks me up in a way when I hear people. Oh, yeah, he gets us like, OK, well, he went through some really, really awful stuff. Yeah. But that, that, it, those, but, people, those people don't
0: actually know what he went through. Exactly. Like people exactly. say that not knowing.
2: Right. But However, that had a okay.
0: horrible okay. upbringing.
2: Oh, right. However, and he he's even said this, I believe in interviews, like he also wrote music just for the average like teen and what they're sure. going through. So some of the music sure. is just angst music, right? <clears throat> so like, I grew up listening to almost exclusively Christian music and really, really toned down, like almost always acapella Christian music. Just it's a long story. We'll talk about it another time. But so I, when I first heard like you know modern music, you know grown up music, it just like I was just so and I was just you know blown away by it. And I remember being in Radio Shack. Shout out to the uh, early two thousands. <laughs> and I was getting, I don't know if you all remember X mods. There were these there were mm-hmm. these like really cool remote control cars that you could put together oh yeah and whatever. And I remember they were playing the one they were demoing a satellite radio. And I was just m- moseying around the store looking for new X-Mod pieces. And then I, I heard this on the radio. Yeah. And I'll stop it there because, uh, you know, for uh, license issues. But um, <laughs> when I first heard that electronic, whatever noise you would call that, And then it it goes into like the riff, like the main riff and the electric guitars. And and then he's singing. oh, my, I literally had never heard music like that before. And and not many people had because it was a new genre and it was a new thing. But for me especially, like I had just never heard anything like that before. And I was completely entranced. And I remember just standing in front of the, the radio, hearing the entire song. And I went up to the guy. And I was like, hey, what was that song? And he's like, oh, it's just uh, this really cool band, Linkin Park. Uh, it's their new single, Numb. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's so cool. And that was it. Like, that's all I had to hear. And I knew that this is going to be a band I liked. So, so, that, your that's first, experience, you know? so
0: your first impression of Linkin Park wasn't until their second album.
2: That's correct. Uh, and then Thier- you went back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was yeah. like, well, this is cool. Let me hear more of their stuff. And at the time, yeah. they only had two albums. So right. it was easy for me. And, and, you, and then I also noticed that there other, you know, hybrid theory songs were played on the radio as well. and, and mm-hmm. the, Yeah, that, that was my experience hearing them for the first time. And I knew I was going to love this band moving forward. And sure enough, little did I know the amazing songs that I was going to hear moving forward from them.
0: Yeah, so for me, it was, it was kind of the, it's sort of the same uh, deal uh, along with regards to like, upbringing and stuff so um my dad would when, when i was younger and then he didn't as much when my brothers were younger uh, but me especially since i'm the oldest um, he would check the lyrics to any band that i listened to and if they had cuss words <laughs> in it uh, i wasn't allowed to listen to them <laughs> right um so he, so i was sitting my parents were watching some dumb show that they would like to watch and i was sitting in the living room with him one night, and I had my CD player with me, and I was listening to it, and I had the volume up a little too loud on my headphones, and so my dad could kind of hear it. So at, at first, he was like, turn that down, and I couldn't hear him. So then he comes over to me and takes the headphones off my head. He goes, what are you listening to? And, <laughs> and he's like, this sounds really, really aggressive. So he took the CD player from me, and he went downstairs to his office where our computer was, and he looked up the lyrics, and I'm like, like I'm thinking to myself, I haven't heard at that point I hadn't heard every Linkin Park song and I didn't look up the lyrics. Like I would I would, you know, learn the learn the words to the songs as I would listen to them. So I had already known like the deal. Like my dad like didn't let me listen to like Blink-182 like when they first started because I went into the music store with him and tried to buy Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and he wa- and he was there. And uh, he understood the, uh, I guess the the pun, the pun, because it's spelled like like jacket is spelled like you know you know the the coat that you wear
1: like your coat. Yeah. So oh, so he wow. wouldn't
0: he wouldn't let me listen to Blink One Eight Two when I was young. So he he goes downstairs and I'm like oh no great. So he goes downstairs and he looks up the lyrics and he comes back upstairs and he goes, well. They don't cuss in the songs so i guess i can't tell you you can't listen to them but it's very aggressive music so <laughs> um so i i you know i'm just gonna just gonna warn you uh if you're listening to it all the time i'm gonna say something so he let me listen he let me listen to it because because uh. lincoln park lincoln park they didn't really cuss in their music
2: no, they only had a few cuss words and it was like I think it was in uh, minutes to midnight. It was
0: yeah, it was later on once they become established, and then yeah. you know obviously if if you want, if you go to a Lincoln Park concert, you know they they cuss live like any other band, but right right. Um, but
1: yeah, so that was
0: my first uh, first exposure to LP. Nice,
1: Ryan.
2: What is your first memories of Lincoln Park?
1: You know, I don't know if it's the first time I ever heard it, but I remember driving around town with my buddy Chris uh, and he played bleed it out. And I, I remember thinking like, I've heard this before, but I can't, I can't tell you where I've heard it from or like it sounded familiar. And I had him play it like three times in a row. We were driving around Strongsville and I was like, dude, just keep it on repeat because for whatever (laughs) reason, I just got me. So I mean, to this day, I I mean, I was saying it earlier and it's still true. Like it still gets me just so amped up and I can't, I can't hear that intro without just getting like super jacked up. I want to run run through a wall. Um, So I don't know, I guess I can't remember the the first time I heard them, but that is definitely my first memory of, of the band. And, and it's so funny because like each album like makes me think of a different period in time, like minutes to midnight definitely makes me think because at that point I'm, I'm a junior or senior in high school and i so like you know minutes to minute makes me think of high school and then a thousand sons comes out a couple years later i remember being it was my first year i was an ra i can see the floor that i was the ra on and i I remember listening to the that album all the time in college um and it's just those those albums just really take me back and that's what i love about them is that um I, I've been. I mean, they've been around. They've been established again for so long. We're talking about twenty years ago was their first. Oh album. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's just like the depth. The depth of their uh, of their uh, musical archives is just fantastic. And there's not a lot of songs that I, of theirs that I don't enjoy. But, you know, it's it's that's so good. It's just so yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Awesome. Yeah. So. I don't really want to spend too much time on this because this is kind of, uh, you know, obviously still a bit of a raw subject, you know, anytime, anytime you're talking about suicide, but, uh, but um, just, just, uh, just talk about like, um, like maybe where you were when you heard like. Because like we, we've been talking about for the last like half hour, like Linkin Park is a very, very influential band in each one of our lives. So yeah, when the lead singer of that band takes his own life, like I don't care if it was three years ago when I was, you know, pushing 30, like uh, fully an adult, or if I was back 16 listening to them for the first time, like that's traumatizing when somebody that like you looked up to uh, does that. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of like where you guys where you guys were, what you know, your thought process when that happened, um, just the eeriness of it because you know they had just come out with that late, that their last, that last album, and one of the singles on that last album was One More Light, which was a song about the suicide of Chris Cornell, the lead singer of Audio Slave, who was like best friends yeah. with Chester Bennington. Yeah, and uh, oh. I don't know if you guys, I, I think Jordan has. I don't know if you have, Ryan. But if you haven't, uh, go on to YouTube after we're done and uh, look up their – Linkin Park's final performance. And it, I think it's, it's in England somewhere. And uh, uh, look for when they perform one more light. It is eerie. Yeah, it's really sad, and honestly. It's like yeah. – I mean, you look at him, and this was like a couple weeks before he uh, killed himself. And yeah. – you could just like see it in his eyes that like he he wasn't there like like he obviously you know he's you know not obviously not to dwell on this like I said but he uh, that wasn't the first time that he tried to kill himself and he right. has like 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 we spoke about with his upbringing um he's battled depression and suicidal thoughts the majority of his life. Um, but yeah I would suggest if you haven't seen that go and watch that because it's like it's really eerie so like watch him perform well, yeah, that song he,
2: he play he plays heavy right is, is that what you said the the song heavy
0: no he or, plays I, one, more, one more light
2: one more light one more light that's what it is. I I, I think I also I, saw...
0: well I think the the whole the whole set is on YouTube it's a, it's like yeah, an hour and a half I, long video
1: but right, that I specific remember, song
2: I remember also hearing him sing heavy which if you listen oh yeah to those lyrics man that's Seeing him sing those lyrics at yeah. that performance, yeah, you you could yeah. tell he was being he was it was almost like a plea, which right. was sad. Like you could hear him right. like, "Hey, I'm actually singing this. Like right. I mean this."
0: Right, but like yeah. specific, like one more light is specifically yeah. about suicide.
2: Right, exactly. Like
0: exactly. Chris Cornell's suicide, and he and was he good got, friends just, with him. If yeah, I best, They were best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was tough. And also, uh, if you watch one more light when they performed it. Uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Chester actually broke down in the middle of the song. Yeah, yeah, like his I his voice. He lost, oh, really? Like his voice started crackling, and he, it was it. Man, you look back on it now, and it's 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 crazy. It's it's so
2: sad, so sad.
1: I, I well, that's yeah.
2: Oh, go on, Ryan. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, you're fine. I What I was thinking, you asked kind of like, you know, what were you thinking when you heard the news and I mean, it it feels and it sounds kind of terrible, but when I heard it, I was like, well, that, he's been singing about such heavy, yeah. terrible stuff for so long. I was kind of like, not terribly surprised. Yeah. I, obviously, it, it, it's surprising when when somebody does something like that, it's devastating and it's it's, it's got that shock value. But right. when I was able to kind of like process through it, I was like, you know, like, he's been he's been talking about and singing about this stuff for so long. And you guys were again, mentioned it earlier. I mean, dude has seen some things and been through some stuff and it's yeah. for me. And, and you know, I apologize if this is like TMI, I don't want to overshare, but I have long dealt with a lot of you know, depression and, and anxiety related yeah. issues. And I've had some really low lows and it's never gone that far. Thank God. But I remember listening to, I think what appealed to me about a lot of their music was I felt like he really did get a lot of the stuff that I was feeling or thinking. And instead of, you know, wallowing in it, sometimes I would like rock out and kind of like go into that rage with the songs. Yeah. And like, you know, it It, it may sound absolutely. a little corny, but some of the, some of their music really got me through some serious stuff. And Oh, absolutely. You know, like lose, like it's, You know, he was one of those examples. There's two times this has happened to me where I felt like when a famous person died, even though I didn't know them, it hit me like a brick. Yeah. It was Robin Williams and it was him. Yeah. Like, I I didn't know either of them personally, but when they died, it felt like my friend died because they've been around for so long through so many of my favorite songs and movies and stand up routines and, and like, it just, yeah, like it, it sucked so bad. And it also was unfortunately very unsurprising.
2: You know, it's funny because when I heard the news, I like, I had like a moment where I like shut down and I rarely get affected by celebrity deaths. Not, not, I don't mean in an insensitive way. I just, I, I don't get too caught up in most celebrities. The only ones that there are certain ones, though, and we all have these celebrities where you do idolize them and you do uh, get involved in or at least, you know, you pay attention to what they say and their work. So when I heard the news on Twitter, like I was at work and I literally went to the bathroom and I like cried silently. Like I, 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 I couldn't help it. Like I just I it, it just tore me up like he meant so much to me uh in similar ways that everyone's kind of described but um i just thought in like the early 2000s i thought he was literally the coolest person like he he was one of you know a handful of people aside from some sports figures right where i was like literally the coolest dude like i wanted bleach blonde hair as a kid because of him because you know, he had like you know the that bleached hair for a while. And then he had like a mohawk and I wanted, you know, like, I just thought everything he did was so cool. I thought his music was so great. Um, and I loved his voice. And, and I think it's like, when you, when you get to know his lyrics, there's lyrics that you can identify with. Right. I know Mm -hmm. some of his lyrics are dealing with really dark stuff, but some of them, like I said, I think he, I just, he's writing songs for, for the youth. Um, at least that's how I interpreted it. And so, I think that's part of the reason why like you mentioned it was as if you knew him. It's cuz we do know him in a certain sense because his lyrics were speaking to us. He it's like he wrote to us, you know? He never met uh-huh. us, but it was like he wrote to us. And you mentioned his music getting you through times. Yeah, his Linkin Park 100% got me through a lot of bad moments in my life. And it's so sad too to think that he I you know, maybe he knew, maybe he didn't, who knows. But he Help so many kids, so many teenagers, so many grown adults probably get through things through his music, even if it's just to get some anger, some anger and some frustration out, right? And to think that he didn't get the help that he needed, I think that's what, I think that's what was like the saddest part of that whole thing. Um, and like you said, it was in his music for all these years, and I don't know if, if you know, everyone plays a part and in, in not maybe raising more concern or if, if it was, I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, Oh shit, there was a lot of signs and yeah, if only he could have gotten more help, I guess is the only thing I can say um and take from that. But
1: oh. yeah,
2: it was, it was rough. It was, it was not. And then, yeah. It's it's a dark moment in music history for sure. He's we greatly miss, and he is greatly missed.
0: Awesome, yeah, um, yeah. I don't really mean to end on that note, but yeah. you know, I think obviously, as as you guys can tell, as as you're listening out there, that um, you know, for us, this is one of the most uh influential bands of you know the two thousands. Oh yeah, um, you know, obviously. Um you know everybody has their own favorite genre or favorite um, <clears throat> style of music that they listen to. You know, there's a lot of people that will listen to everything. I'm one of those people, but um I think ev- everybody can uh say that they at least like a Linkin Park song.
1: Yeah. Um Yep. Yeah.
0: So that's uh that's our Linkin Park portion of the episode. Um Appreciate you guys uh, giving us your thoughts. Um, Yeah, if you have a favorite Linkin Park song that we haven't uh, talked about on the episode, tweet it at us, at the LOTL podcast, and let us know. I'm sure there's something that we've uh, forgotten or missed or whatever. Uh, So, yeah. Let's move on here, and uh, let's talk about uh, something that Ryan and I really want to talk about, and then uh, Jordan we will talk about how this relates to November 15th with with your team. But the, uh, the NFL schedule came out today. Uh, the Browns specifically Cleveland podcast. So we're going to talk about the Browns. Uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts when it first came out? Um, what were you expecting? And, uh, you know, what, uh, we're not going to play the schedule game tonight because we (laughs) we we don't have enough time, but, (laughs) <laughs> um, how do you think the schedule uh, sets up for the Brownies?
1: So, I, I initial reactions when I saw the schedule, uh, week nine bye week, which I love. I feel like for the past couple of years, uh, we've had earlier bye weeks. And I, I like the idea that we're going to have a little bit of a later, truly mid-season bye. So that I'm excited about. Um, there are fewer uh, primetime games than expected. I I, I really thought that, So, like, last year, everybody hyped the heck out of the Browns, right? Mm -hmm. And we had a boatload of primetime games, and everyone was picking us as, you know, sleeper picks uh, to make a serious playoff run and blah, blah, blah. So I I didn't expect that much love, but I thought more than two. Uh, So that was another thought. Also not stoked that our first – that our home opener is a Thursday night game. Um, But the good news is uh, it's versus, you know, against – uh, the Bengals. So I, I, hopefully <laughs> we, we got to be able to take care of that one, uh, a divisional game uh, against uh, the team that just held the first overall pick. So those were my initial thoughts uh, in terms of like, the guts of the schedule. Uh, you know, something else that I, th- I think is, is worth noting, and, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, and it, you know they, they scheduled divisional games early in the season. And so, in, in the world of yeah. COVID 19, uh, possibly messing up schedules uh, for sporting events and things of that nature, they went ahead and scheduled uh, you know, really important games early on, as, as early as week one for us. You know, we start with uh, at Baltimore. So, um, to me, that sounds like the NFL is confident that we're going to start uh, on what is that? What is it? That's September 13th. Yeah. So that sounds like they, they plan on starting on time. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't think,
0: I don't think the start time is, uh, is really the issue. I think it's um, whether or not uh, fans are going to be a lot of games by September. I think that's, you know, the, that's, the, that's the key. I, I, the, I don't think the NFL uh, – well, obviously, like you said, the fact that we're seeing divisional games in week one tells me that the NFL is going to start the season on time. Yep. Whether it's yep. with or without fans is the question, because if, if the NFL didn't think that they would be able to get in a full schedule or start it on time, you would see all those division games backloaded because correct. The NFL, the division, the divisional games, the divisional races are as important as any, as they are in any other sport. I would say maybe, maybe them in baseball, baseball divisional races are pretty important, but the games that you can't lose on an NFL schedule are the divisional games. So if the NFL was, scared, was not scared, but if they were a little bit apprehensive that they weren't going to be able to get in 16 games, you would see all those division games at the back half of the schedule where they would have more time. So I think that's good news to uh, us being able to start the season on time. But whether we have fans in the seats on September 13th, that's a different question.
1: Right. And, you know, I think an interesting thing on that note is going to be, each state is doing their own thing. And so, you know, maybe the NFL simply, you know, says like, hey, here's the schedule, here's our games. Uh, State by state um, is going to dictate whether there's people in seats. I I know that – What I I don't want to misspeak. It was either – I don't know if it was California in general. It might have just been L.A. I think the city of L.A. said, like, no sporting events for the rest of 2020. Now they may they, they may backtrack on that, but you know maybe it's one of those things where it's going to be you know c- city state dependent. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, but but I, I agree that the question mark is going to be is people in seats because it, it, the thing is is like, like we're talking about like you can't get more than like hundred people at Home Depot right now. Right. So are they really going to let thousands upon thousands of people in NFL stadiums? Right. I know we're talking about several months from now, but who knows? There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of time between now and then. Who knows how the game changes?
0: Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think uh, we're we're starting to get to a uh, the only way to me. I, I don't think that we're gonna trend towards uh, having a full NFL season is if there, you know, states start to open up and we have this bad second spike of cases of COVID. Right. Um, you know, baseball. A story came out last night on Sports Center about baseball uh, targeting. Uh, the beginning of July, to restart the baseball season. Obviously, they're not going to have fans, but if baseball is looking for a, to start their season in July, and it looks like the NBA is also targeting possibly July to come back, I know the Cavs facility is opening tomorrow um, with restrictions, but players are going to be able to go work out at the, Browns, at the Cavs facility starting tomorrow. If those uh-huh. if those sports are talking about July starting back up, then I think the I think the NFL is pretty safe to go with the middle of September. So because that's that's an additional three months. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all it's all it's all hearsay at this point, just because, we, you know, we still just don't know. Like Ohio is opening up the state, you know, starting this week. We just got news. About, you know, bars and restaurants and hair salons and, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. Oh,
1: jeez. not what?
2: Craig is still recording.
1: Didn't yeah, but you- I don't know
2: if he recorded the whole thing. God, this fucking sucks. Well, what I mean is Craig, when you restarted it, that was Craig. So Craig at least is picking up from when we restarted it.
1: Because GR picked up when Craig went out,
2: and then we also had Craig going on at the same time.
0: Okay. Yeah, this is gonna suck to be able to figure this all out. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. But anyway. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the NFL. It's it's pretty safe to assume that the NFL plans to start on time.
1: Yep. You know, if anything if it really comes down to it, they may end up sacrificing a couple preseason games, which you're not going to hear too many of the, you know, players. I mean, obviously those, those fringe players that need to perform well in the preseason, those guys want every chance they can get at snaps, but the majority of the established guys uh, in the NFL are not going to be upset if they eliminated a couple you know, preseason games. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And i tell you what, the only other thought, that I had uh, schedule-wise. I am really stoked that uh, we end the season. Two out of three games to end the season are with uh, the Giants and the Jets. And then at home to the Steelers. I like finishing the season at home. You know, it kind of puts the the ball is literally in our court. Um, You know, again, we're not going to play the schedule game, but those last three games, I I have a good feeling are going to be really critical for the Browns. So, um, you know, both the Giants and Jets are away games, but I think winnable, uh, and then finishing at home, you know, got to take care of home field advantage and all that jazz. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm trying to temper my excitement. I always play the schedule game with my dad and he's always a little bit more optimistic than I am. Uh, unfortunately I've been right more than he has been. So maybe this year <laughs> I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. Trust me. Um. So that's uh, – <laughs> we, we shall see. Did anything else stand out to you schedule-wise? Uh, uh, I
0: so I don't like starting with Baltimore because the Browns have oh. a history of always losing the, the season opener. So immediately uh-huh. everybody's going to be like, oh, that's an automatic loss. I'm sorry. I don't think Baltimore is going to be as good as they were last year. So, you know, we'll see. A lot of things can happen in the first week of the season. It's the first game. Teams haven't settled in yet. So I might be kidding myself, but hey, we won in Baltimore last year, so I don't see why we can't do it again. Um, I also don't like the home opener being on Thursday night. I think that kills the tradition of the home opener. The home opener is supposed to be on Sunday at 1 o'clock, not Thursday night. I don't like that. Um, So that's another thing. I do like the fact that in the middle of the season, the Browns are going to be home essentially for an entire month. Um, yeah. Week eight. week 8, they're at home. Week 9, they have a bye. And then week 10, those pesky Texans come into town. Woo! <laughs> and then week 11, uh, who do we play on week 11? Uh, Eagles. Oh, the Birds.
1: The dirty a- Birds. Dirty Birds. Oh, no. Dirty Birds is Atlanta. I don't know what what are the Eagles are they the other dirty birds? <laughs> they're
0: the, they're just the they're just the birds, but right, that's, so that's interesting.
1: Here's... Those are two those are two
0: interesting rivalries for me because you know those aren't Browns rivals like at all. But you know Jordan being a Texans fan from Houston, and then uh, Steve Stefano who's been on our show a bunch and has done some writing for our website. His dad is from Philly, so his dad's a huge Eagles fan. Oh, so that so Philadelphia is Steve's second favorite team. So, um. That's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be a fun game to go to. Yeah, and then obviously I mean, we play Dallas in week four.
2: Oh. So.
0: At Dallas. So that'll be interesting.
2: Which, uh, so, yeah. which side is Hannah going to be on for that?
0: Uh, she better be rooting for the Browns. She's from Cleveland.
1: <laughs> is she, a, isn't she, a, and I, I don't know her as well as you guys do, but isn't she a bigger Cowboys fan than she is a Browns fan?
0: Yeah, but she's from Cleveland. She should root for her hometown team. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't be rooting
1: <laughs> yeah. for Dallas. Yeah. We'll so, see. And by the way, Jordan, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to work on some kind of uh, situation for that uh, Texans game. We're gonna have to find a way to.
2: I don't know if you want to throw a. Oh, there's know,
0: gonna I be a there's gonna go. be a podcast wager on that game. A few shekels. Oh, yeah,
2: there's I, gotta be. I was yeah. Well, I mean, it it kind of depends on what's going on in the world, you know. Because at first my thought was, if all we, right, Muni lot eight o'clock, let's go. But I'm like, oh, 8 boy. o'clock.
0: Try six o'clock.
2: Oh, six <laughs> o'clock. Let's get your ass up all right i will
0: um (laughs) yeah oh yeah for sure if we have the ability to tailgate uh by that time uh Uh, we're tailgating and we're going to that game
2: yeah if for some reason like god forbid fans aren't allowed at game like i'm sure we could throw a house party of some sort oh absolutely so that's of course what we'll do for sure oh we'll do so i fully i don't i would prefer like even if it's a problem where we can't get tickets I would still prefer uh-huh. to, to to tailgate and then go to like a bar to watch the game or something. Oh, yeah. that'd be a blast! Yeah, yeah. Put but I,
0: I wanna I wanna go to that game and watch Bill O'Brien trade a player in the middle of the game. <laughs> in the
2: middle of the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: man, he he's 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 liable to do anything.
2: You never know with Bill, man. Yeah. You really don't.
1: You really. He doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So, so I think I think that's going to be interesting. That middle portion uh, being home for essentially a month with the bye week, uh, and then the end of the season we go to New York twice uh, around Christmas weekend. Uh, we go face the Giants and then face the Jets in New York in consecutive weeks. <coughs> so that'll be interesting. Yeah. And then we end the I'm season the- with Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Hopefully, hopefully that game with Pittsburgh. Uh, doesn't mean anything, but for uh, the other reason that it usually means. Usually when we play <laughs> Pittsburgh the last week of the year, uh, we're 5-10, and, and they already have clinched the division. So the game means nothing, and they just kill us 40 to nothing. But hopefully it's the other way around this year. Because uh, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of Ben Roethlisberger, but he looks like he's about 400 pounds.
1: Buddy is looking rough. Yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah, he is crazy. not looking great.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, that's what's going on there. That's what's going on with the Browns, uh, schedule. I, I tweeted it on our uh, Twitter account at the L O T L podcast. Um, give us your season predictions. Let's play a little schedule game on Twitter. We're not going to do it this week. Maybe we'll do it as we get closer to the season starts, like maybe the week of the season, that episode, but, uh, yeah, give us your predictions. Um, Paul loves tacos. Paul place gave us his prediction. He says the Browns are going 10 and six. I would love that. That'd be fantastic. So the Browns haven't won ten games since two thousand seven. So, yeah. Um, man, yeah, it's about in it on that. Um, like I said before, baseball starting. Have you guys watched any of the Korean games on ESPN? I have not yet, but I kind of want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they they're it's in Korea, so they're all weird times. They're at like five right. in the morning or like one in the yeah. morning.
2: Yeah,
1: I I may start TiVoing them to be honest. You know what? I'm you know what's, going nuts without sports.
0: TiVo? What is this? 1998? D-
1: well, yeah, D- it's DVR it. <laughs> TiVo. I, know, hey, TiVo, TiVo, TiVo. I feel like I, mean, I have a, a generic yeah. uh, DVR, but I still call it a TiVo. <laughs> I Does TiVo those,
0: exist anymore? Is that uh, even a I thing? Think so. I can't. I, I don't <laughs> think so. I remember when those used to be like two different like consoles. Like you, you had like an actual oh, DVR wow. machine that you called a TiVo. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, whatever. I, um, well, I want to record it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what is interesting, I, I find, is uh, every time somebody in the Korean League hits a home run, they do a bat flip. Yeah, and that's, that's, that so, that's so taboo in Major League Baseball. You're not allowed to flip your bat if you hit a home run. Like
2: yeah, I don't, I don't get that. But it, what, what's for, also I,
0: interesting, I haven't watched any games, but I've heard on radio shows I've li- been listening to that have watched them. I guess they they're so so. There's no fans a lot of the Korean games, like in Korea, but they're like pumping in crowd noise. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> I, so I don't. Know. Yeah. Well, do you
0: um, think they'll
1: do that? Do you think they'll do that here when we? Because no, um, I, I I I don't think that MLB is going to have fans and. You know when they no. start in July, right. but are they gonna, are they gonna man- manufacture some some crowd noise? I, or they just I don't know.
0: Play? I highly doubt it. I can't see it. That's just so corny. Pumping um, in crowd noise.
2: It really is. I don't think Americans are gonna go with that. No, <laughs> not I don't know. That we're not it's, corny. I just that's yeah. just <laughs> not American. Thing.
0: Like like if you're if you're if you're like if you're watching uh, the game on TV, like we're not that dumb. Like there's nobody in the stands. Like why are why are we hearing? Right. So I think that's going to be yeah. more of an annoyance. Than How funny else.
2: would it be? If because, like,
0: because, well, because I want to see them do like what Major League Baseball did in, in spring training and mic the players up during the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see that.
1: I'd be all about it. It's been hilarious. Just listen yeah. to them because they when they're when they're smack talking their buddies or yep. when they're goofing Got around it. or when they're seriously talking about like okay so. You know, here's the count. I know what I know what this pitcher normally does in this situation, blah blah blah. Like listening to them like go through it, it is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do it for for live action games, but man, I would support it if they did.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: How funny would it be if they did pump in crowds and the person in charge of that like accidentally hit the the cheering button like to like the <laughs> and like there's just this roar of the crowd for nothing? That'd be yeah. so funny. Oh,
0: it'll be fantastic.
2: Uh by the way, real quick on the Korean League. I'm trying to pick a team just because why not <laughs> kind of think I want to support the, I forgot the KW or something dinos because their mascot, oh. his name is swole daddy. And it's this, I saw that dinosaur, I saw that. which yeah, I think they were, so I, funny. They,
0: were uh, they were talking about that. on am pardon my take.
1: <laughs> yes. I've, I've, I've seen some people. Yeah. I think it was the PMT guys talking about so uh, swole daddy. And uh, I'm, I don't have a team yet either. I was going to ask you guys as well if anybody had a team yet. I don't, but I'm I'm going to do my homework on it, but I'm leaning towards them for the sole reason of Swole Daddy. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh,
0: cool. So uh, real quick before we uh, get into shout-outs and uh, end the show tonight, Jordan, if you just want to go through a quick uh, COVID update, We've got yeah. some updates uh, from um, this week and then today uh, with Ohio yep. starting to open up and easing some restrictions on uh, restaurants, bars, uh, hairdressers, all that, you know, all yeah. that salons, all that good stuff.
2: So today, DeWine had a big presser where he announced they are going to ease up restrictions on another round of businesses. Uh, and you said it, it's hair salons, barbershops, bars, and restaurants. Um, now, there are obviously. They had like a panel or or whatever committee and and they came up with things that uh, guidelines and stuff that that these businesses are going to have to follow, uh, which is understandable. Um, And real quick, we'll we'll knock the dates out. So May 15th, May 15th, barbershops, salons and outdoor patio seating will open up. Um, So and then in may oh shoot may 21st i believe uh indoor yes. seating in restaurants and bars will be allowed now there are some obvious changes for now that are going to be going on so uh there's probably not going to be any like if you're waiting for a seat you probably can't wait inside you're going to probably have to wait either outside or in a car uh they're expecting plexiglass dividing barriers between booths probably so i would imagine above like behind the seat you know they'll have a plexiglass going up a few feet most waiters and waitresses are going to be wearing masks although they said probably masks and gloves yeah, masks and gloves, although they said people standing over hot grills aren't going to have to wear a mask for safety reasons, so they were right. telling people, don't freak out if you see that. Literally, yeah. they can't do that. They can't breathe. Um, right. And, uh, of course, hand washing is required, which please, oh my goodness, please tell me. Yeah,
0: goodness. that goes without saying. Just wash yeah, your that, hands, that's people. Silly.
2: Like, yeah, that's right. So and if, for- you're, if, if you're too lazy to get up and go to
0: a sink, right. uh, use hand sanitizer. Like, right. that, that's right. not hard. People should be doing that
2: on a daily basis anyway. That exactly
0: like I'm not a, um, I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm also not disgusting. Like wash your hands.
2: Exactly. Um, and then for bars, they, 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 they are allowed to open now. And this could even be bars that don't exactly serve food or don't serve a lot of food. However, there's not going to be for now. You're not allowed to just have like a mass of people standing like you see at a lot of bars late at night. So they, this is what they said. If you're a bar with tables and chairs, you can follow these guidelines. Um, however bars with open spaces where people stand around cannot open uh, weaver said that the bars can set up Weaver's one of the people on the committee that bars can set up picnic tables or other tables to comply and open on the may and 5th, may 15 and 21st date so in other words like if you had a bar that has a giant like standing room or a dance club area you're welcome <laughs> to go buy some cheap tables and chairs and fill that up area fill that area up with properly spaced tables and chairs and and you know so it's not going to be the same experience right now yeah they're
0: trying to stop they're trying to stop people from like wandering around and right
2: right and at and they're you know they're probably you know obviously they're trying to stop a bar from having like 50 people crammed in it like it happens
0: are there capacity restrictions
2: uh i'm assuming there's going to be capacity restrictions i don't know though i don't know right i yeah so um One thing, you know, my first reaction was, oh, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I have since changed my tone a bit. You know, this is better than nothing. It's a step in the right direction. Mike DeWine had a really good press conference where he was explaining, like, look, this this is something we need to do. I know it's a little scary to kind of start stuff up after we've all been told about this virus and stuff. But essentially, he was saying we need to do this. For the economy and just for the better, you know, for getting back to normal, yeah, we'll take, we'll take precautions. it's Not going to be normal at first, but it's something. um You know, I was I was saying too, Dan. You and me were talking. You know, the, the wait times are probably going to be crazy. There's only be so many people that can fit in these restaurants. Yeah, but it's nice to know that starting May fifteenth, if it's a really nice day and yeah. it's a Saturday, and if we yeah. get to a, a restaurant on time, we can brunch again. You know what yeah. I mean? Or if it's like, hey, I need to, you know, I want to get a beer with some friends, and there's room at a table, we can do that now. So yeah. it's little by little. Obviously, this is one step in many, but that's the big announcement that was announced today. So. Yeah, uh,
0: you know the the wait the wait time thing. You know that's that's got to be an expectation whether there was going to be restrictions or not when bars sure. were going to reopen because because point. if there weren't any restrictions people were going to be flooding to these bars and it was just going to be insane um i i do think that you know i didn't expect bars and restaurants to open back up this soon but you know as the governor said he had a restaurant bar task force where he had business leaders and you know they were talking about what would be responsible and the restrictions and everything so right um you know at some point we have you know i and and the governor said this, this is a gamble, this is a risk, but at some yeah. point we have to take it. Like we can't,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: we can't, <laughs> we can't just wait until whenever there's going to be like a vaccine or whatever, because all of these businesses are going to go out of business. All yeah. of these bars oh, are going to yeah. go out of business and the economy yeah, exactly. is going to collapse. And I
1: think something that's, it's been so long, so I feel like a lot of folks have forgotten this. The reason we had implemented all of these various shutdowns and, and quote unquote quarantine rules and all this stuff, right. It wasn't to put a hold on society until a vaccine was created and released. right It was to flatten the curve. Right. So exactly. I, I, I think an important thing to note is that, as different states, Start to like relax these restrictions. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to keep con- continuing to get coronavirus. Sure. it's right. going to keep happening. Right. Yeah. What what the point was was to not overwhelm the healthcare system. Right. If everybody got it all at once, we would not be able. There wouldn't be enough ventilators. There yep. wouldn't be enough supplies. Blah 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 blah. And so, I don't want to sound heartless because I will never. I'll never go on record as saying that human lives are less important than the economy, Yeah. but we need to be realistic about the fact, what was the original intent behind this and what direction are we trying to go? And so I think DeWine, right. again, he's, he's been the example of like on it from day one, with here's yeah. what we're doing and why. And now we have officially hit the next stage of it might be stressful and scary, and we can't be stupid but let's start to try to get back to some semblance of normal because you're right like small business grants and loans are that money went like in a heartbeat right like federally it was right it, and that's not
0: that's good. not the way that our economy and our government is set up to operate our our government They're is not. not set up to operate by just giving people money like no matter right, no right. matter how like again i'm not getting into politics with this but no matter what some people want to uh think like we're not a socialist country. It, the government is not just going to keep giving us checks and checks and checks and money and money, and money without there being some sort of a consequence, which eventually, if we continue to uh, keep all these businesses shut down, is we're going to be in crippling debt and our economy is going to tank and we're going to be in a depression. I and mean, right. it's just the facts. We can't keep doing this as an economy. Right. right. And I totally agree with you, Ryan. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't care about people's health. But at some point, like, you have, to take, you have to take some sort of risk. And I think with the restrictions that the governor is putting in place, it's a measured enough risk to where we can say, okay, we're going to try this. If there's a huge spike in cases and we can attribute it to the fact that we open the state back up. We'll we'll dial everything back again for a while and we'll try and figure out something else. This is so trial and error because we've never right. gone through this before.
2: Yeah, and, and Ryan, I think you hit on the nail too. You know, the, the point of all of this wasn't to prevent every single person from getting coronavirus and to right, it's just
0: that's just not realistic. Like that,
2: that's not gonna happen. Like nature calls it shots, right? It yeah. really wants right. There are some situations where in order to get back to from from B to A, you have to go through a little bit of a fire. And again, I agree. I'm on the record, not saying, "Oh, we don't care." But no, 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 no. We're still gonna like. If you live with someone with a compromised immune system or an older person, please don't go to bars on May fifteenth. Yeah. Or May right. 20th Like, this, don't this, be doing this. not like right. That,
1: that, this right. isn't a free pass to be an idiot. It's right. It's yeah. saying let's start to let's start to relax on these restrictions right. responsibly. It's just like yeah, yeah right. exactly, or, or exactly. similar. Even if you don't live with somebody that's compromised, if you feel like, hey, I feel like I've got a cold today, right? Now more than ever, don't maybe chill out. out and don't go to brunch or don't oh, yeah. go to right. the gym. Well, gyms are a different story because they're yeah. not part of this just yet, but you get the point. At the end of the day, the vaccine is going to take several months to a year to multiple years to fully. Right. That's why we safely can't... come out with. Right. That's why we can't, we can't wait. wait for We're not going to. Yeah, we're not doing this till 2021. It, no. it, that, that, that will not happen. No, right. no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, we right. won't make it right. till that point.
2: It's not going to happen. Yeah. It, the, the, there would, it would be a disaster in other ways. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. No, so that, that's a really good point. And, you know, I, I think you have a lot of people who are really scared right now. And that's fully understandable. Oh, absolutely. At some, at some point, you know, and DeWine described it perfectly. He was like, look, we're going down a road, this road has hazard signs on it sure but we're still going down the road
0: right and it's like, like driving in Cleveland every day
2: yeah right yeah I like that he was honest I like that he was honest about that you know he, he was like yeah hey, and- it, it could be really scary it could be really problematic but we need to go down this road anyways yeah and this
0: isn't to say that me Jordan and Ryan are on May 15th going to a bar I you right. know I talk I talk with Jordan right. I talked with Jordan before this and I know you agreed like <laughs> It's still going to be a long time for me, even though that they're open. That I'm going to go to a bar and sit down and have a meal or a drink. Like right. I'm going to continue doing the carryout uh, method, yeah. eating at home. Like I, just because right. it's opening up doesn't mean that everybody's just going go, to fly off a handle and go to a bar. I right. mean, there are going to be, you know, people who will do that, but you know, that's the risk that they're willing to take.
2: Right, and some of it's right. just practical reasons too, like the wait lines for some places are going to be so ridiculous right now. That and these businesses. Take your food
0: out. Yeah, that and these, you know, the carryout thing I think has been beneficial to help these businesses stem the tide of, you know, what's yeah. going on. But at some point, you know, they have to have the ability to um, open back up and they have to have the ability to bring their staffs back. And people need the ability to go back to work. There are so many bartenders right. who are out of work right now. And they need the ability to go back to work. Like, unemployment is not going to last forever. Like the the unemployment fund in Ohio is not going to last very much longer. So for right. people who are getting right. unemployment, that's not going to last forever. You need to go back to work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I missed you know, it. We'll keep it <laughs> I <definitely> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm yeah. listen. I I'm one of the lucky ones who uh, still. Uh, has my job and is able to work from home. And I hate working from home now, like after doing this for two months, I want to go into the office. I don't want to work at home. Like, it's not, it's not like fun for me or easy. It's, it's harder for me to do my job. Number one, it's easier for me to get distracted. Number two. And I just Uh. don't like doing it. Like I like being at work, like around the people that I work with and interacting with those people sitting at home by myself you know champs with me but he sleeps all day so it's like you know right so i don't know that was a little bit of a tangent but yeah
1: that's real Uh, though it's because i mean it's those are real frustrations and that's the thing is folks all across the state or feel in country are feeling that that exact same way i mean i i would love to go into work right now i mean for i don't know i've talked about it i think in the past but for you know, everyone listening, I, I work in a gym. I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, and I work in a gym. And so we got shut down early, and we're probably going to be one of the last to come back. And yeah. it, it's been stressful as I'll get out because one, I, I miss working. I miss my clients. I, I love being in the gym, and and then two, selfishly, I miss the weights myself. Like I, I want to get in there, right? And and so like, and even I'm nervous. Iron. I want to throw some weights around. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> here, here's the thing, though. It's like like gyms and this is i feel the most conflicted about my own area of work because you know he hasn't he hasn't really talked about these yet and, and frankly gyms are objectively the one of the worst places you're sweating you're breathing heavy you're near a bunch of people so like, i have no idea what they're going to do about gyms and i have no idea when they're going to do it And so like right i i know a lot of people for their mental and physical health being in the gym is a good thing a good mm-hmm. place to be but i don't know what we're gonna do and it's 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 got me stressed it's got me rattled i miss i miss working like literally i just miss working but i also i i miss my workouts just like everybody else yeah this uh at home workout nonsense uh it, it's not my jam it's not my favorite thing yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so uh, another tangent sorry
0: yeah no 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 um okay yeah so that's pretty much it, right, Jordan? That's the. Uh...
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll run through the poll real fast, and then we'll okay. yeah, then we'll be all set because I found the poll interesting. So, we uh, we ran a poll asking y'all, uh, um, if when do you think would be the right time to lift or start you know returning back to normal in Ohio and lifting some of the stay at home and and business shutdown orders. Um, so we had four <laughs> options because we're doing them only on Twitter now and not Facebook and Twitter lets you do more options. So we had option one was should already be open. Uh, option two was May 15th. Option three was May 29th, which by the way is the current end of the stay at home order. Uh, and, and option four was when we have a vaccine. Uh, so got a decent amount of traction on this. Uh <laughs> Interesting responses. The overwhelming majority, well, not not the overwhelming majority, the majority at 52% was May twenty-nine. So it looks like most people are thinking, all right, let's just wait till the governor's orders end. Uh, The second highest vote was when we have a vaccine at 22%. The third would be, it should already be open. And then about 8% said May 15th. I wonder if some of that's just because that's a May date that we kind of put, but um yeah. So that was the poll results. uh eh, I find it interesting. You know, it, everybody has a different opinion and it looks like a lot of people, it looks like it's a good, it looks like a good amount of people are, are, are very, very worried still, which is understandable, but there's also a good chunk, the majority who are ready to get back to normal. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm to that point now. I was,
2: yeah, same.
0: I was firmly, I think it was up until uh you know we started hearing that the state was going to start reopening may 1st and then literally all they did was allow manufacturing distribution and construction go back to work which i'm in manufacturing and i was already working from home so and we're still going to be working from home because our company is saying you know if you have the ability to work from home we're going to ask you to still work from home we're taking this very seriously which i appreciate um but I thought I thought, you know, the whole time when they said May first, May 1st, May 1st that they were gonna open more than just that. So I started to get a little bit frustrated then because like like I said, it we have to at some point take a risk. If it if it backfires, okay, we go back and you know we think of something else. But yeah, at some point, something has we can't keep these stay at home orders in place where you can't go anywhere except like to the grocery store and right. 50 people die every day. Like what are we're just, we're just, you know, those are just exercises in futility. Like it's just, it, okay, it's groundhog day. 50 people are going to die again today and we're not allowed to go anywhere, do anything. So at some point we have to try it. So right. I voted for, uh, should have been open already because I think May 1st was a good time because it was six weeks after we had gotten sh- completely shut down. And for the most part, for the last three to four weeks, we really have seen the same amount of cases and, you know, unfortunately, deaths, um, you know, on a daily basis. So I thought it was it it was time to try something. So, you know, the governor didn't see it that way. Th- thought that we should wait a couple more weeks and, you know, whatever. You know, if if it turns out that we can start reopening the state, I mean, that's fine. So, but I, I voted for. Uh, should have already opened up.
2: Yeah, I did too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and
0: you know, I just like I, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, you know, they're ta- like it, they're taking away our, our our rights and our you know all this stuff. And it's like, like all they're trying to do is to keep people safe. Like,
2: right? Exactly.
0: I, I really, I really don't think Governor Dewine would keep our state closed for as long as he did, unless he thought it was the right thing to do. He's not right. just doing it to do it.
1: That's, that's been my biggest like question or concern for a lot of the protesters and, you know, the folks that were showing up in Columbus and we've seen it in, you know, Michigan had a big, a bunch of protests and there, there have been protests all over the country. And that, that's my biggest thing is like, I understand that you're upset about these things, but at the end of the day, governor DeWine, at least here in Ohio, has done nothing but been transparent the entire right. way. True. Well, the guy True. does a, a two
0: hour press conference every day.
1: You, you don't have to, you don't have to love every decision he's made. Right. Absolutely. But he, he is relying on his experts. He is doing what I mean. he has been an, an exemplary uh, example of leadership in this, in this time. And so, I mean, and that's, and, and again, I know we, we, we I'm, I'm tiptoeing here, but coming for me, that says a lot because I typically don't sure. care for a lot of what he stands for, at least policy wise. But, I mean, he, dude, dude's been on it, to be very casual and frank. Right. Um, and this is this – is,
0: I voted – No, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, no, you're fine. I, I voted for at the end of the month. So, okay. Uh, yeah. On the one hand, I would have liked more – I guess, yes. I would have liked more to have opened up back on May 1st. But when he extended to the end of the month, I, I kind of liked it. And my, and my rationale was, I know that we're not going to have a vaccine – that will absolutely not happen. But what I want to do is give the, the folks that are manufacturing the tests more time. I would feel safer if there were more tests available, even than the vaccine, because the vaccine we're talking about another year or so away, right? If there were tests more readily available that were, were accessible for folks to administer, um, I would be way more comfortable and confident, uh, with with continuing to roll back restrictions and so at this point in time he said may 29th is the end of the quote-unquote stay at home which we know is not like again this has not been an exact quarantine like just there's still a lot of personal freedoms that you're still allowed to take here yeah, that's right. Why, um, right that's
0: why i don't like it when people call it quarantine because it's not a quarantine.
1: i know you're right it's, it's not right it's not it Like, if we had to do real quarantine like they have done in other countries where you don't have the freedoms and rights you have in this country, people would be way more In in
0: China, they were literally welding people's doors shut.
1: No, yeah. Like, you didn't have a choice. In China, it was, if you tested, not not even tested positive, if you showed a symptom of COVID, you went to a hospital separated from family. We're talking parents, children, grandparents. It didn't matter. You went to the hospital. You stayed there until they cleared you. You had no say. You had no choice. Yeah, and so yeah, it's one of those things where our our rights and our freedoms are are, uh, uh, obviously that's part of being an American. We have all of these fantastic rights and freedoms, but like that doesn't give you the right to—I should say—you you you should not take them lightly and be a moron with them. Yeah, like try to be responsible for the folks around you. Yeah,
0: I mean that—that's so yeah. Yeah, it's the biggest thing. Don't be an idiot. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, but
1: um interesting results on that poll though i i would have thought more folks would have gone for the should be open already i'm surprised that uh i'm surprised at how that shook out shook out shook out
0: shook out (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh all right um we're going a little long here so let's 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 try and wrap up the episode here yeah let's uh let's do our shout out segment uh real quick so let's go around the room and let's give a shout out we've got for this week so um whoever wants to go first uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, right. not everybody at once <laughs> so I like, sure, right I, I, sure why not so I had uh, I had two I had uh, platform uh, platform has been awesome because one they're just a great brewery to go to I've, I've enjoyed them for a while now but they were offering and still are to my knowledge a rebate uh, every $20 that you spend on beer pre-tax you get $10 back in the form of a gift card and I did this <laughs> when I purchased beer a while ago and they were encouraging folks to take that money that you saved on their beer and then use it somewhere else in the community. And so fantastic. I mean, it may have fantastic been brought, yeah. Me. It may have been brought up um, somewhere else. I, I love it because one, their beer is great. It's fun to drink. I like, you know, I enjoy their product, but I love the fact that they were saying, Hey, take this money that you would have otherwise spent on our product and invest it in the coffee shop or that other brewery or the pick a thing, Cleveland local. So I took my rebate money because I bought some beer from them that I actually bought uh, from where uh, the company where I'm from. I bought some cloth face face masks for whenever I get to go back to the gym. I will be wearing a mask. So I got to reinvest my money uh, in, in that regard, supporting another Cleveland business. So shout out the platform for the rebate. Uh, massive kudos in that regard. And then my other thing uh, was murder hornets because 2020 is a hilarious joke. <laughs> And, uh, of all of the absurd things that have happened from, you know, the Australian fires to COVID-19 to blah, 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 to everything we're dealing with. Let's just throw in some, uh, gigantic, uh, hornets that are apparently terrifying, uh, demon monsters, because why not? So shout out to murder hornets. Awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll go next real quick. Um. Playground is a really cool coffee shop uh, in Lakewood on Madison. They are still open. They have short hours around 8 to noon. But uh, we've been me and Teresa have been getting a good amount of coffee from there. We know the owner. She's in our MC group at church, uh, Heather Mariano. Um, it's a great coffee shop. They sell Phoenix coffee, so you know the coffee is going to be good. They have a they're, they're kind of famous for their uh, lavender latte. I guess they're one of the only places in the city that offers something like that. And uh, Heather also sells these like I don't know if the right word would be oil or syrups. They're like flavored syrups that you can buy and take home, home and put in your own coffees. And one of them is a lavender syrup, too. So, well, um, yeah, it's a great place. Um, great coffee. It's walking distance technically from my house. So I like that. And it's also on the way to work. So it works out for me to get some, some coffee sometimes. Uh, so, so shout out to Playgrounds. I miss going to all the different coffee shops in Cleveland. And they've been one place that has still been open throughout this uh, for, for pickup, of course. Um, So yeah, Playgrounds.
0: Cool. Um, uh, I'm gonna be short and sweet. My shout out goes to Fatheads because yeah. this is amazing. This groovy juice <laughs> is freaking incredible. Um, so shout out to them for making it. Uh, they just uh, reposted our story uh, on oh, nice. Instagram. So shout out to Fatheads and the Groovy Juice. Man, it's killer. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> yeah, bro so much weed Okay. (laughs) anyway all right (laughs) so that's gonna do it for us on this episode episode 107 of lotl thank you ryan for joining us and uh filling in for uh
1: jimmy Uh, my pleasure had a blast as always
0: yep appreciate it um and also uh jordan the uh co-host of lotl Uh, Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. You can check out our website. Uh, Ryan actually is going to have his debut uh, post on lotlpodcast.com coming up this week. So check that out. It's going to be, we didn't really get to talk about it too much tonight. Today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL draft, but um, our podcast can't be three hours long. So. (laughs) Maybe we'll do it next week or, you know, whatever. Um, But uh, yeah, check that out. It's going to be a piece on the NFL draft and the Browns picks. uh, So that should be pretty cool. So uh, for Ryan, for Jordan, I'm Dan. Been listening to Living Off the Land, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.
2: Bye.